Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money. The Art of Passive Income Podcast is the solution. Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky, The Land Geek, with your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. And on this week's roundtable, we've got the usual suspects, minus Mike Zeno. We've got the technician, Eric Peterson. Eric, how are you? Good. Good to see you, Mark. Good to see you. We've got the most feared woman in the country, Mimi Schmidt, the terrorist hunter. Mimi, how are you? Happy. Doing well. You okay? I'm good. I'm good. Pulse is still normal. Respiration's fine. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Tate Litchfield. Tate, how are you? I'm doing really well. Yeah. Feeling good. You know, you know it'd be great? If I could watch What's how you that? worked. Oh, yeah. That's right. I can look over your shoulder. Go to thelandgeek.com forward slash lots. Look over Tate's shoulder. Might even learn about cycling. And uh, Scott Bossman had to restart his router. But dude, buddy, the nightcap OG will be joining us, I think. And last but not least, the brain, the professor, your flight school Sherpa, Scott Todd from scotttodd.net, landmodo.com, learn anything about anything, investorninjas.com. Scott Todd, how are you? Mark, I'm great. How are you? I'm still jealous of you. Um, I'm still, you know, not flying and you are, and it's fine. I'll get over it one day. One day. You know, you know what was great is I've been reliving the, uh, the, the podcast. It has yet to come out yet, but... We had we had someone on, and uh, you're like, "Yeah, Scott's a pilot," and she's like, "So am I." And then you were like, "All right, I'm just gonna hang up now." That that was the best. You know what's you know what's even better for me today though? I had a call. I had a call with the guy today, and I'm like, "What do you do?" He's like, "I'm a fighter pilot." Oh, yeah. He's like, "That's cool." Jets and he bombs. That's cool. That's cool stuff, man. That's that is cool stuff. That's right. So you might have you beat there, Scott. That's listen. You know, my, my little my little slow plane. Like it's funny because um, when I was coming home from my trip last week, Mark, I I am flying through the air at a hundred and seventy mile a uh, hundred seventy miles an hour. Okay, which my little plane doesn't go one hundred seventy miles an hour, except. When there's a tailwind that's like 53 knots pushing you through the, the wind like a kite. And I'm like, man, oh, man, I don't ever want to come off of this, uh, this tailwind. But when I landed and took back off again after I got fuel, there was no tailwind like that. It, it was like a gift. But it's rare, I guess. Cool. What, Amazing. Uh, what's uh, airframe and what uh, branch of service? The guy you talked to. Yeah, Mimi, I don't even know to ask those types of detailed questions. What? <laughs> after, after, after he immediately emasculated me, it was we just moved on from there. And like, is he it. landing on ships? Is he landing on the on the land? Does he have one tail? Does he have two? One engine, two engines. I was just happy that he wouldn't talk to me. Well, like the fighter, the fighters that have one engine, they're like like a bumblebee. You know what I mean? They're wimpy. Oh, are they? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots, Shots fired. fired from the terrorist hunter. All right. Well, let's talk about our topic. We're going to talk about being Little Wayne with your marketing. 
So for those of you that don't know Lil Wayne, he is a famous rapper, but he is known for the volume of music he has created. And the joke is that Lil Wayne creates so much music, some of it is good. And we can apply that principle to our marketing. And so today's topic, Scott Todd, is what? I was I was recently asked about um, to look over someone's ads, and um, I did. And I mean, it was kind of amazing some of the feedback that you were able to see. Um, these ads were being written by a VA. Uh, I think that I think that the VA is out of the country. I'm not really sure. They sounded good, right? Like on first pass, they sounded good. But when you really sat down with an analytical eye, there were some things, some missed opportunities that uh, existed in these ads. And I'd love to know from everybody, like what are some uh, requirements? What are some things that you want from your ads, from your marketing? Like what are some non-negotiables? Let's see what, it, what they come up with, Mark, and then I'll throw in some things soon. All right, let's start with the Terrace Hunter, Mimi Schmidt. Mimi, what are the non-negotiables? My ad copywriters have to be, have to have English as a first language. So most of them are U.S. I mean, maybe if they were from Singapore, because those folks have better English than Americans. <laughs> but yeah, most of them are U.S. based because you have to have a breadth of the vocabulary. If you're going to say like for Craigslist ad, a property is beautiful. You have to be able to do it 50 different ways. And people with English as a first language, they have just a greater breadth and mastery of English. So I think that's important. Um and the spelling's better too. The grammar's better too, I find. Um, and just in general, I think it's important that you use all the opportunities that you have to market, right? Um, get your deal of the week done. And if you're posting on other platforms, on Land Motos, Land Flips, Land Centuries, use the, use the advertising capacity that you've purchased because you've got lost opportunity costs there otherwise. Okay. I love it. Um, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Tay Litchfield, what about you? What are the non-negotiables with your marketing, your team? Call to action. I think that's the biggest one for me. Okay, okay, now let's just stop. What is a call to action? Define a call it. to action is an invitation to do something. So like we typically wanna end our ads uh, with an invitation to reach out for more details. Get in touch with me if you'd like to see images call me to find out about VIP pricing. We want to put something in there that makes the reader go, the ad's good, but I still have some questions. And look, there's an easy invitation to reach out to, this, to the seller, the person selling the property. So I think a call to action, that's, I mean, that's a no brainer. That's something that if your ad doesn't have it, you're not even trying, honestly. So call to action is, I mean, I think it's the most important thing um, for us. You don't have a call to action. You're treading water. You're not doing anything to progress your your business. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, for those of you that come to boot camp, this is something that we talk about for hours and hours. Are the the elements of a good marketing ad, and we don't have time to really go into it. Come to boot camp, but it, it is one of those you know fundamental things that that everyone needs to have in every piece of ad. And clear call to action is one of them. And we got, we, we walk you through one of our ads and we have like five calls to action in one ad. I mean, it's, it's not meek, it's bold. 
It's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. Constantly uh, a clear call to action. Um, the technician, Eric Peterson, how about you? What are the non-negotiables with your marketing? Um, well, I'm going to talk about Craigslist. Uh, I know a lot of people don't love Craigslist right now. Um, more people are kind of focusing on Facebook, but we still advertise on Craigslist and, and we have good success there. Uh, we still generate a lot of leads. And so um, our copywriters that, that create those ads and, and we create a lot of them, um, you know, the first thing is, is having a creative headline. After that, you know, the ad body, I don't care if it's a sentence or if it's three paragraphs, but it has a few key elements. One is the location of the property, the size of the property, and some element of the pricing. I do not want my writers to put all the pricing details in, say, for example, 100 down, $100 a month for 48 months. Instead, we're going to keep it simple and say something like, hundred dollars a month. And lastly, just like Tate mentioned, we're going to have a call to action. Um, that's on the, the ad creation in terms of the content. And of course, um, I like photos. They're really important to draw people in almost as important as those headlines. Um, so we're going to make sure we've got quality photos that represent our properties well. And, um, that system, it works really well for us on Craigslist and other platforms as well. Okay, great, great. Um, Scott Todd, how about you? Yeah, we so Mark, we talked about uh, being consistent with your marketing. If you're paying for something on a platform, use it. That's a big deal, right? You know, we talked about kind of words. I mean, we talked about some words, and I think that's important. You know, like it's amazing because sometimes when someone's trying to translate something, I mean, we kind of touched on this. If if you're trying to use the word beautiful, well, there's other ways that you can say beautiful. You know, gorgeous magnificent, those types of words. And so oftentimes people that are in like foreign countries who don't really have a good grasp of English or maybe a slight grasp, what they will do is they'll pick a word and then they'll go find, they'll use the thesaurus or some other odd spinning or word spinner to come up with some other word that has no meaning. And they use it in a headline and it's like, well, is that the selling feature? And so let's talk about the headlines for a minute. Headlines, okay, like it's the first thing people see. Think about the person that you want to click on the ad. I mean, is it somebody that wants that? I mean, you can say, oh, one acre of land in this area. Okay, well, what does that say? It's one acre of land. Is it compelling? Is it interesting? Is it unusual? What, like, what does it say? It just says one acre of land. What if I don't want that area? Like, think about that one for a minute. One acre in Arizona. Well, what if I don't want to be in Arizona? Or at least I don't think I want to be in Arizona. I'm going to skip it. Oh, I don't want Arizona. I want something over here. I want something in Nevada. So maybe, maybe you could say something like, I don't know. Are you looking for the ultimate getaway property? Ask a question or, you know, lead that person who's, uh, has an interest in something with the land to, to go do that. Other times you'll see too in headlines, like um, there's a there's a unique feature of the property. So let's just say that the unique feature of the property is a seasonal creek, right? So why would you go and say, hey, five acres in this area, five acres of remote land? I mean, does everybody want re remote land? No, 
and it could be remote, but is that the best, uh, the best feature of the property? Wouldn't a seasonal creek be a better one? Five acres with a seasonal creek. Whoa, I want a seasonal creek. Oh, it's remote? Eh, maybe I don't care if I want the creek, right? So lead or in the headline, pull in the person that you want, pull in the feature that you want to spotlight and like attack that piece. But I think, Mark, one of the things that you'll see too is a lot of people don't sit down and think about the person that they want to write this to. And I know you've heard the saying, Mark, that says like, write it like it's to your mother, right? Like think about who you're going to, who the target market is and picture them. Come up with the avatar. Tay talks about avatars all the time. Come up with the avatar of who is going to click on this ad and then write the headline to be compelling to them. And then you know what? If you just, even if you have this one property, write an, write an ad for that one avatar that you can think of. Guess what? There's no rules about not writing a second ad. Write a second ad for a different avatar with a different picture, different mindset in mind. Who says there just has to be one ad? No, it's so true. And, and after somebody buys a piece of property from you, you should have a conversation with them, especially if they're a good customer. They put down a big down. They're doing a big uh, or a relatively big monthly payment. Get on the phone with them. Ask them, what about what was it about this ad made you click on it? What was it about this property that interested you? What do you do for a living? Tell me about your life. Get into a detailed conversation with them. They can help you fill out your avatar if they are that ideal customer because they've already bought from you. So take advantage of your current customers. If you're completely new, you're completely new, email Eric Peterson, ask him, help me with my avatar. Just kidding. Don't email Eric, but start figuring it out. Start getting an idea. Maybe talk to some people in the community. You know, what does is, what is your ideal customer look like? How old are they? What do they like to do? What types of activities? You should be able to pick that person out at a Starbucks, tap them on the shoulder, like, oh, there's my ideal customer. You should know them that well. I'm kind of getting on a soapbox. I think it's too much coffee, Scott Todd. Could be. It could be. I mean, when I heard this, I, I also got on the soapbox because I'm like, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Like, you, uh, we often think like, okay, well, I, I wrote an ad, check, checked it off for the day. Well, writing ads is is kind of like, a dance, okay? Because one, it's a market, it's always changing. You can show up to the dance and there could be people dancing that may not wanna dance with you. What are you bringing to the table? What is irresistible about your offer? I mean, I see this a lot on Landmoto too, is people will put down for the property price, they'll put down 50 bucks or $75. And I understand the mindset behind that. It's $50 down or $75 down, whatever it is, or, or per month. But that's not the price, okay? Like people show up to a platform like a Landmoto or uh, the Land or Landflip or whatever, and they they're looking they're this they're a more serious buyer. Why? Because they're on a platform. You go post fifty dollars or seven hundred dollars, they look at that and go junk ad, move on. Okay. Now on Craigslist, where they may or may not be interested in the market, right? Because remember, Craigslist is the 10th largest search engine in the world. So you go post an ad in there, they could be looking for RVs. Now, yes, they could go to the category that says land. They could drill down and go to the category. So they are land specific hunters. 
But guess what? Most people don't do that. Most people, they type something into the box up at the top, the search box. Maybe they type in like RV. And then if you've used RV in your wording on your ad, guess what? There's a good chance that someone who's searching for an RV that day could find your land. Well, man, now all of a sudden, it's it's that's the uh, the interruption process, right? Like you just right. interrupted their day. They didn't set out to go buy land that day. And most people don't. They set out to go look for an RV. And then all of a sudden, your ad pops up that says, want some land to camp in your RV? Whoa, I didn't even think about that. Now you've got them spinning. And how many times, and that's what marketing is, right? And how many times have you seen a product and you didn't even know you had that problem until you saw the ad and then all of a sudden, you can't stop thinking about how that product is going to solve the problem that you have in your life. No, it, it's so true. No, no, absolutely. And um, just to reinforce what you're saying about the headline, if you talk to a, a copywriter, they spend 80% of their time on the headline. Because if your headline's not compelling, you could have the best ad, the best copy in the world. You could hire an army of Mimi Schmidt copywriters. It won't matter. If the headline is weak, no one's clicking on it. So spend some time looking at great headlines and they're all over. They're all over the place. I'll give you, I'll give you two right now. I love big lots and I cannot lie. There you go. That's right. Make this land great again. It's controversial. Half the people are going to be angry about it. Half the people are clicking on it. So, but you want to have really strong ads. Seven reasons why this land is going to change your life. Whoa, what are those? So, but there's all types of examples. You can go to headline generators. We talk about this again all the time at bootcamp and, and do that. Uh, Tate Litchfield, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree with everything that's been said. The one thing that we kind of failed to mention as far as non-negotiables would be consistency, right? At some point, you just got to get ads out there. And, and I agree with what Scott said, put good ads out there. But if it's taking you 45 minutes to create an ad for Facebook, you're doing something wrong, right? It shouldn't take that long. And, and there's lots of ways that you can become an expert when it comes to marketing. And take the easy road, study your competitors, go on Landmoto, go to Facebook, go to Craigslist, read what other people are saying. If you've never stepped foot outside of the big city and now you're selling land in the middle of nowhere, well, you're going to have a hard time describing it. So go read about how other people talk about their property. And if you figure out that lingo, if you figure out what works, it'll make being consistent that much more easy. So yeah, wording matters, of course. You got to write an ad that's that's you know specific to to your end user. But at the same point, don't overthink this. You know, put an ad out there. Don't overthink it. Yes, your ads are always evolving, and so is your marketing process. At first, you know, the goal might be five ads a day, but as you get a VA team, that number will increase and increase and increase, and you'll be doing Eric Peterson numbers of 50 ads in a day, and they're all solid. Why? He's got it outsourced. He's got it dialed. He knows who he's marketing to. He knows what to say and where to post. Shooting fish in the barrel for him. Eric Peterson, you got the little Wayne going of, of ads and what what would you like to say about consistency? Yeah, I was just Tate kind of covered it, but I was going to kind of add on to the back of that that you know if if you're struggling being consistent with those ads, 
the next step is to get that outsourced. Find some people that are good at it that can help you so that you can have that consistency because that's where you're going to generate those leads and enough of those leads that you're going to convert sales. Yeah, absolutely. Mimi, I'll give you the last word. I noticed this with my coaching students. They'll come to coaching and say, we're so frustrated, we're so frustrated, and then we had the, all these sales, and we can't figure out what we did different. Well, you didn't do anything different. You were building the momentum, and you finally got to where you had that momentum high enough that things started to pop. Now you just got to keep that momentum going and consistently continue to place your ads. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about who's responsible for marketing. Right. So often um, I, my like the little little hairs in the back of my neck stand up when someone complains about the platform that they're marketing on. Oh, you know, Facebook's not working for me or Craigslist's not working for me. I'm not getting enough leads on Landmodo. Really? Really? If we're selling on these platforms, there's no reason you can't be selling. OK, if I'm getting leads every day from Landmodo and Craigslist and Facebook, so should you. Who's responsible for your marketing? You are. Who's responsible for the effectiveness of your ads? You are. You need to take a really good hard look at what you're doing before you, you know, have any excuse about the platform. Because we'll tell you, you know, if if Craigslist or Facebook is drying up, we'll say say to you, hey, we're not getting leads anymore, and we're selling on Zillow and Landmoto. But that's not the case. Um, just real quickly. Mimi, where are you getting the majority of your sales right now and leads? It's, honestly, I've swung to a lot more Craigslist ads than I've ever had. I swear right now, I think I'm about 50-50 Facebook and Craigslist. Eric? Most of our leads come from Craigslist and Facebook. Kate? My good leads come from Landvoto. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> okay. Scott Todd. Well, we get we get a lot of our leads from Landmoto. A lot of the a lot of the leads that come from Landmoto also come from uh, Craigslist. Okay, so we're driving and we're putting ads in Craigslist and bringing them back. You know, um, it's funny that you said that, Mark, because um, about you know who's ultimately responsible. Because I was looking, I I know I did a class one time, and I just don't see. It. I thought it was on Investor Ninjas, but I was just looking at. It. I did maybe I'll. Um, go back and find it again. But basically I had done, oh, I know where it is. Uh, yeah, I want to go post this in the, in the investor engines. It's basically, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not the marketing, it's not the market, it's you. And that's really the, the, uh, the gist of that class is almost what you said. Everything, every market out there can work, right? Like every platform can work. The difference is, is one do you find the are you dialed into who that market is providing okay because each each different platform has its own nuances craigslist is a different buyer than facebook facebook is a different buyer than landmoto landmoto is a different buyer than other platforms because you know what it is mark it's that the people that are behind it all bring in their own personality to it and that's what makes you marketing ultimately unique and I always talk about this in, in flight school. If you look at people who do land investing, who are in the land geek community, a lot of the people in this community have a lot of things in common. 
one of them at the cores, typically the people in this community are, they are analytical by nature. They could be engineers. They could be doctors or in the medical business. They could be, um, you know, CPAs. I mean, what I'm just trying to think of some of the other, uh, we see airline uh, pilots. Yeah, pilots. Data so, analytics folks. Data, yeah. yeah. There you go. So software engineers, if you look at the makeup of the people that are in this community, we all have some similar mindsets. Not exact. We're not clones of each other, but we all have some unique, uh, consistent, uh, what am I trying to say? Consistent um, thought processes, some consistent interests. This is the way that we work. Now, why is that? Why? Is it just because that's who the, the land investors are? No, it has nothing to do with it. See, the reason that we're all here and we all have similar interests is because Mark, who does his marketing, he, he is just himself, okay? Mark is Mark. You get what you get. So Mark the Land Geek is Mark the Land Geek. And because of who he is, these are the people that are attracted to him. And that's why we are all here in very in a very similar mindset. That's the reason like we get along. It's the why we can see each other and communicate with each other easily is because we're all similar in nature. Now, that said, if Mark was trying to go out there and be, you know, somebody else on every different podcast that he was on, well, then we wouldn't all be here together because then we'd be like, well, that person's crazy or this person's weird. We wouldn't get along because Mark is trying to pretend to be someone he's not. So be yourself in your marketing. You will, by nature, find people who are attracted to you. And those are the people that you want to work with, right? Because those are people that you can get along with and they'll get you. So be yourself. No, it's so true. You know, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. And, you know, again, you know, so often when you're you're beginning, you want to sort of be someone else because you don't have that confidence. But you can't be Tate. You can't be Mimi. You can't be Eric. You, you just won't. It won't translate as, as much as you know. We try to do that, or we you know we want to look bigger than we are. I remember uh, Scott, Scott. I remember when when someone came up to us and they're like, "Oh, I don't I don't want to market my 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 land yet. I want to look professional. I want to get a website." Right. And we we're like, you're not professional till you sell a piece of land. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because, like, how true is that, Mark? Like, people are looking for that polished image, right? Like, I, I remember uh, I was on a coaching call once with with an an oral surgeon. Okay, like this guy was really cool, really professional dude, and he's showing me his ads and trying. He he was like afraid to release his ads to the public because they weren't polished enough, right? Like. Because again, we we probably typically work for like a larger company with a polished image. And so in our brains, we're like, well, everything we do has to be polished. Well, our customers for raw land with owner financing, they don't really like polished. They don't really care about polished, right? Like polished freaks them out. They don't want to work with a big company. They want to work with you. That's why they're calling you, not a big company. And what was funny is is he's like, he was struggling. This this client of ours was struggling with his ads. And I'm like, why are you so over analyzing this thing? He's like, because it needs to be right. And just that morning, I had had a call with one of my customers. And I so I told him, sorry, I said, hey, listen, this morning I got a phone call from a guy 
And I couldn't even understand him. I could not understand what he was saying to me. And I kept saying to him, sir, I don't understand what you're saying, sir. Like, I don't know what to, I don't even know what you're saying. It was hard to even comprehend. And finally he gets frustrated. This, this customer of mine who's trying to buy land, he gets frustrated and he says, hold on a minute. I got to put my teeth in. Okay. Well, that's our <laughs> land buying customer. Okay. Like that is our land buying customer. He's calling me without his teeth in. Not, not all the time. I don't mean to say no. that all the time, but like, that's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, does he, does that guy care about the polished, polished uh, ad? No way. No way. He just wants to do business with me. And I always say, be like Bob down the street trying to sell a lawnmower. I got a lawnmower. Here it is. You know, too many times people are like, you know, hey, what I need to do to put you in this land today? You know, like sleazy. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say sleazy, but you get what I'm saying. No, no, no. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. We can even do a, another roundtable on sales and the sales mindset. I'm sure we have. We can do we it again. I need to do this one again because this is a, this is like get us all wound up. I know, I know. Yeah, don't don't get. Let's not. I won't even bring up. I want a logo. Oh, jeez. No, no, no. E easy, easy. Wait, wait, wait. Easy. what's up there? I want a logo, or I can't mail because I can't get my eye macros to work. <laughs> yeah, this this is a whole roundtable. Is our our favorite excuses not. Not to get it done. Let's do that. Let's do that next week. Yeah, we should we do, definitely that. do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know what? Before we go to Mimi for our tip of the week, I just want to reach out and mention our sponsor for today's podcast. It's Flight School. Learn how the next 16 weeks can literally transform your life, start building that passive income, go up that mountain of land investing with someone who's done it literally thousands of times. Go up there with Scott Todd quickly, safely, efficiently. In fact, we guarantee the investment you make in flight school, you will get back in 180 days or less. It's not going to cost you anything. Just show us your work, learn more, schedule a call with the dude buddy, Nightcap OG, Scott Bossman, the Zen, the Zen master, Mike Zanos, go to landgeek.com forward slash training, learn more about flight school. And I have to say, there's nothing really more just exciting than putting Mimi Schmidt on the spot for that tip of the week, knowing, knowing that we might not get one this week. Mimi Schmidt, what do you got? A book, a website, a resource, something actionable for the art of passive income listeners to go improve their businesses, improve their lives. Is anyone on the round table going to help her? Uh, LLC taxes are due in two days. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, is, that is true. But, but by the time this comes out, everybody will be late on their taxes. Uh, no, I don't have anything today. I still have PT on Tuesdays. Um, mm. I don't have anything. Eric Peterson. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> Nothing? What's, what's a tip? Oh, my gosh. Mark, I got I got a self-serving one. All okay. right, let's hear it. It uh, is self-serving. So, look, here's the deal. Um, for a few months now, we have been working on this thing called Process Moto, right? Like Process Moto is designed to help with our workflows, consistent workflows like clockwork. And if you are interested 
in learning how to build repeatable processes and workflows, go to processmoto.com. And there's a box there. Put in your, your email address. And what we're going to do is uh, two times a month, we're going to start two Thursdays a month. We're going to start process Thursday where we'll start off with like one of my processes, something that's broken in my business. We're going to build a workflow with it live together on like a Zoom call live together. And then if you want your process to be like automated or bulletproofed, you'll have the opportunity to submit your uh, process and we'll get together and live on a call. You and I will work on your process to, to make it bulletproof. So every once a month or twice a month, the goal is to, to help someone bulletproof one of their processes. They'll be able to take this thing and go do something with it. And if you're on the email list, you'll get an invite to the call to see how we're doing it. So kind of self-serving, but at the same time, we're going to help people create bulletproof processes. What do you think? That's, that's huge. Okay. I mean, it's, first of all, I've seen process mode on work. Imagine having Zapier and process street on steroids at a fraction of the cost. It is a no-brainer. Everyone should be using process moto. And it's new. So that's a no-brainer. I'm going to sign Thursday, up. process Thursday. Process Thursday. I'm putting that on my calendar. I just did their marketing. Marketing. Yeah. But, it, but, it's also, but, it, yeah, but it's also solving a huge pain point. Because the last thing anyone wants is to build another job for themselves. And without strong processes, being bulletproof, you don't have a business. You have a job. We don't want a job. We want a business that can run without our day to day and without strong processes, without automation, without the software, without the, the virtual assistant team. You don't have it. You just got you know, maybe a little bit better job than what you had before. In fact, I'm writing a book about this right now, how to scale your land business. I should be, it should be dedicated to process moto. You know what's funny, Mark, is a few years ago, you and I bought uh, a land investor. He was retiring, right? We bought him out. And he he came to us and we decided, okay, let's buy all this land. So we bought all his land and we bought his notes. And a lot of times people think, well, I can just, you know, sell my business. Well, a business is worth what a business is worth, right? Like it's it's worth it's worth what you're buying. And in our case, the only thing that this guy had done because he was he was manual for everything. He had no systems, no processes. He had like a staff of, of like assistants that, that manually typed out invoices every single month. No systems, no processes. All he basically had was land, some notes, and an old Jeep smelly Cherokee up in the mountains. That's all this guy had. Yeah. And we bought it for 30 cents on the dollar. Yeah, do you know, by the way, do you know why he, he was so motivated to sell? Because the one assistant he depended on had severe health problems. And he right. knew he was so dependent on her that he knew he would not be able to manage this business anymore based on that yep. one person. No processes, no systems. Yep. So we paid 30 cents on the dollar for everything, including the notes, including the land. And I think we got the Jeep for free, which I think we lost money on the Jeep, honestly. We lost, yeah, we lost money on the Jeep. 
that's a whole different story. And that smell is still in my brain. I don't think it's ever going to get out. But why do businesses sell for what they sell for? Processes, man. Build processes. And then you have a real business, not some land. Oh, I own some land. Build a system that you could possibly sell one day. That's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank the listeners and just remind them the only way, the only way we're going to motivate all the coaches to come back on the roundtable is if you do us three little favors. You got to subscribe, you got to rate, you got to review the podcast. Send us a screenshot of that review to support at thelandgeek.com. We're going to send you for free the $97 wholetailing course, how to double your money 30 days or less. Um, Mimi, are we good? We're great. Eric, are we good? We are great. Tate? All good. Scott Todd? Man, I'm wound up and excited now. I know. And you haven't even had as much coffee as me. No way. No. I know. It, it, it's, it's so easy just to trigger you these days. I have, to, I have to mention is I don't have a logo yet. Okay. Uh, well, there we go. One, two, three. Let, let freedom, freedom ring. ring. It's not bad. Um, I'm I'm in a existential crisis right now. I got to tell you guys, uh, the boys I just finished on Amazon Prime, and I don't know what next show to watch. Can someone? Well, I heard that. I heard that the uh, the boys season wasn't that great. This season wasn't that great. Oh, I thought it was great. I disagree. Second and third episodes I heard were like terrible. No, 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 it gets no, no. I mean, you know, it's like saying Ozark, you know, the first few episodes of Ozark are slow. It builds, it builds on itself. Can't, no. All right. No. I started going back and watching uh, Ozark again. My my wife is on a, uh, I can't even fathom this show. She's on a uh, an old show kick, uh, the the show of uh, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. I got that theme song stuck in my brain. Wasn't that in like the eighties? Nineties, man. Nineties with with young Jessica Biel, and uh, and so when I when I'm working at night and um, or out of town, shh, that's what's on the TV right now. All right. Mimi, help me out. You gave us Jack Ryan. That was a great call. Oh, that was great. Did you watch Lucifer? I haven't watched Lucifer, you know, here and there with my daughter who loves that show. But Well, but that, these are all Netflix. Did you watch The English Game? You wanna, wait, The English Game? Yeah. It's um, by uh, Julian Fellows who did... Uh, the British show about the castle. I can't remember. Anyway. Oh, uh, Downton Abbey. Yes. It, yeah. Julian Fellows who did Downton Abbey, but it's more interesting. It's about the beginning of soccer. Really? Yeah. And it's oh. maybe like six or seven, you know, episodes. It's like one season. Can you, I think it'd be really fun, Mimi, just to do a round table with you doing a British accent the entire time. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Right, to... no. No. My son Mark. can do a lot of different episodes. He can do a lot of different accents, not me. Mark, you can do your Boston accent, and you guys could just... Yes. Whole podcast. 
Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I don't get more hate email from Bostonians when I do that. <laughs> and Does it get filtered out? It might get filtered out. I might have a, a Gmail filter for that so I don't see it, but it's possible. Um, if you watch SNL with Bill Burr, there's a great commercial about Sam Adams and Bostonians and it's so funny. And Mike Zeno is like, it's spot on. So I go Google, I gotta go look at it on YouTube. Yeah. So Eric, you guys don't have anything for me? Um, let's see. Tate and I, I think we watched a lot of the same things. So I remember once he recommended the, the F1 show on Netflix, uh, Formula One. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's a great series. There's two seasons of that. And then um, let's see, they just did some barbecue episodes for, what's the name of that, Tate? The American uh, Barbecue Showdown. It's like a barbecue cooking competition. And it was good. Like it was really enjoyable. I do like those cooking shows, Top Chef. Yeah, yeah this was so this was really it was really fun because they were just like nice people too. Like you're watching it and you're like, I would be okay with any of you winning. I don't hate anyone. There's no fake drama. There's none of that. It's just good people cooking delicious food. I don't wow. know. I liked it. All right, I'll have to check that out. Fantastic. Um, I mean, that's like Eric's life. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I kept seeing thing. Eric on the screen. I was like, whoa, that's not Eric Peterson. <laughs> yeah. Pitmaster with a Pit ribbon in his mouth, right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's 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 always a pleasure to see Eric without a ribbon in his mouth. Yeah, that's how I come to the podcast every time. Every time. Sometimes a bib, sometimes bone. no bib. <laughs> He's still chewing on the bone, isn't he? He's still yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Eric, um, are they stored under your hat? Yeah, I keep them up here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, we could do a whole roundtable just on what makes a good rib. I have a theory on, on like because you don't want fall off the bone, right? And you don't want uh, too rough. You want it like it's like going to be perfect, the perfect rib. So I think they get boiled first, and then you put them on the grill to, to finish it. And that's kind of like all about the barbecue sauce, yeah. Eric's out, man. You just lost. No, no, no like, yeah, no, like not, not, bo not boiled. Like, like you bake it in water first for like forty-five minutes, and then you grill it. Is that like oh, simmering in water? Simmering, yeah. There's a whole thing. Baking in water. You're that's not. You're not describing it well. If well, look, I'm, I'm from St. Louis. The St. Louis style rib is, you know, certainly superior to all ribs. So. I gotta go bake some water, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that show, Tate. All right. Well, thanks everybody. See you right. next week. Bye. Right. Thanks for listening to the Art of Passive Income podcast. Start your journey at www.thelandgate.com and www.scotttodd.net. Rate and review the podcast and email support at thelandgeek.com. Your screenshot for a free passive income launch kit.